Welcome to episode 17 of Bite Recruit Spotlight. I am your host, Wack. Joining alongside with me, as always, is Jackson and our new co-host. Of course, as one leaves, we bring in another. We've got Ashton Lux joining us. Ashton comes highly regarded, so can't wait to see what he brings to the program. So, Ashton, I'll, I'll come to you first. How you doing? How does it feel to be part of this show? You know, and you, no, no pressure, but you got some big shoes to fill with, with, with Will leaving. So, you know, how does it feel to be a part, a part of the program, man? Well, first and foremost, I, I really just want to thank you all for allowing me to be here. I mean, like you said, I do have some huge shoes to fill with uh, my old co-host from the Vipe podcast, uh, Will Turboff, and uh, congratulations to him for uh, going out to Nebraska now. But yeah, it's it's a great opportunity, and I'm really happy to be here. Well, we look forward to having you on this show and just seeing what you bring to the program. So welcome aboard, my man. Well, with that being said, let me turn it over to the other co-host of the show, Jackson. Jackson, how you doing? I know you got some a big weekend ahead of you, man. Yeah, it's uh, been a busy week here in the office and uh, got an exciting weekend going to go, go watch my brother and the Woodlands High School baseball team take on Rockwall in Austin. Should be a great round four of the Texas High School baseball playoffs, but also had some exciting things happen in the Texas high school football recruiting world. So very excited for today's show. Now, is it Rockwall or Rockwall Heath? They will be playing Rockwall, Rockwall High School. Rockwall, yeah. And so I think last year, um, Rockwall and Rockwall Heath both got pretty far. So I think maybe around this round a little further. So got some stiff competition ahead, but good luck to your brother and the Woodlands High School baseball team. Let's go ahead and get into our show, though. Let's talk some high school recruiting news across the state. That's how we always like to start the show. So, Jackson, let me turn it over to you first. What What is some news that you have to kind of fill us in on this week? Well, to start off, I'm going to bring up uh, Zachary Chapman from Fort Bend Marshall, class of 2023 DN, uh, commits to TCU, uh, committed pretty early. I thought he was going to be a guy that maybe waits throughout uh, the middle of his senior year to kind of let more offers roll in, but he uh, went on a visit there, loved it, obviously, and decides to pull the trigger and commit to TCU. So big get for TCU to get a 6'5", 240-pound defensive end that has all the pass rush moves and also the strength to kind of plug holes uh, everywhere on the defensive line. Other news around the state I have, class of 2025, uh, defensive back Ja'Cory Watson uh, from Shadow Creek picked up an offer from Michigan uh, as a freshman, already has offers from Ole Miss, UTSA, and U of H. I expect him to be another guy on the rise at Shadow Creek, as you've already got Maurice Williams Jr. there, who's the top safety in the class of 2024. Uh, in other news, you got Ashton Funk from uh, Tompkins, class of 2024, offensive lineman, picked up an offer from Cal this week. Uh, he's already picked up Stanford, Arkansas, USC, A&M, and OU, to name a few. It's another guy I expect to be one of the top offensive linemen in the state once his uh, – senior year has arrived but that's all the news i got for this week thanks heating up indeed just as summer starts you just like you think you can finally catch catch a little a little breath if you will uh that's not so in texas high school football the, the recruiting never stops and you know just as we kind of maybe even start putting a bow on 23 you know 24 is kind of just picking up as well so it's just one of those kind of vicious cycles if you will where you almost never get a moment to rest in the texas high school football recruiting realm Let's turn it over to Ashton. Uh, Ashton, now I know you ha- you want to talk some NIL stuff, so let's get to that in a minute. Let's cover everything else you want to talk about first. Uh, so what, what news do you have for us this week, my man? 
So to open up with uh, Cy Ranch quarterback Blake Baker just picked up his first offer like literally five minutes ago. 6'5", 190 pounds. He got a hell of an arm. First offer from uh, Houston Baptist University. I expect that recruiting trail for him to pick up, especially with them uh, beating Bridgeland this year when Wigman was there. So, And then to open up, which we all talked about earlier, Macau Harrison Pilot updating his uh, top 12 and I believe is releasing his top five on Monday. Right now his top 12 are TCU, UT, UH, Florida, Arkansas, Oklahoma, USC, Cal, Oregon, Michigan, FSU, and Baylor. A, a huge list to pick from. Obviously, he's going to narrow that down to five soon, but that's just some huge news. And to end it off, another Cy Ranch player, Ashton Porter. He did release his top 10 two days ago, but he recently texted me about 15 minutes ago that he will be committing on June 11th in Cyprus at the Olin Sports Complex. That's some big breaking news right there. So, of course, we record on Thursday. Um, so, you know, uh, coming up on, you know, probably about two weeks from uh, him making his commitment. So definitely excited to see where Ashton Porter decides to go. And then as far as um, Nikhil Harrison Pilot, uh, you know, this is this is the kid that probably, you know, he's probably one of the most sought after athletes in his class, had over 40 offers at one point and. Of course, as you said, uh, he's at his top 12. We'll be releasing his top five, it looks like, on Monday. So let's play a little fun game here. Let's play who do you think they'll be. Uh, so who do you think his top five will be? Ashton, I'll go with you first. Who do you think his top five will be? Not, none, again, we don't know none of this. This is just a little fun game I, I kind of brought up on the spot. So Ashton, give us your top five for, for, the, Temple, uh, for the Temple athlete here. So I'm actually going to start off with what I would consider a sleeper. And I, I, I got to lie, I was looking at 24-7 earlier. But University of Houston, they've been making a big push recently. And so I'm going to have them in there. Uh, I will throw in Texas, obviously, the power of NIL. Everyone knows what they can do. Uh, I'm also going to throw in Oklahoma. I'm not going to deny the power that Lincoln Riley has over there. Well, well then, I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop you there. Just, you know, Lincoln Riley is not there anymore. Well, that's you. He's at oh, USC oh, now. No, you're USC, fine. You're, that's, yeah. That's yeah. You're USC, fine. You're, you're, yeah. you're fine. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and continue. Go ahead and continue. Yeah. So I messed it up. I had USC there and then Oklahoma after that, because Lincoln Riley is at USC now. So that's four. And then I'm going to throw an FSU in there. Uh, Obviously, FSU has always been good at recruiting. A uh, little bit of lackluster past couple of years, obviously, with Jimbo Fisher leaving not too long ago and going at, over at AM Jackson's school. So yeah, that's my top five. But uh, if if it were me, I, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna switch and go to go to Houston. All right, interesting. Now, does that have anything to do with the two four seven that you've seen? A little maybe crystal ball projections. Uh, honestly, part of that is gonna play a little bit into it. Obviously, the crystal ball. But um, I believe he did take a visit there not long ago, right? He went on an unofficial. Uh, not sure. So you may know that more than me. Um, but, yeah, so um, go ahead and close it out before we jump to Jackson and his, his, what he thinks the top five is. My top five for him, I think he's going to go uh, Houston, Oklahoma, USC, probably Texas, and then FSU. All right, there, there you have it. There's Ashton's top five. Jackson, how about you? Who do you think is going to end up on his top five? 
So my top five is a little similar. I think Texas is definitely in the mix. He just went on visit there, and I expect him. He also has announced that he will be making an official visit very soon in the summer. I think that uh, U of H, I definitely think they're in the mix. Their school, you went and saw them get Matthew Golden this year, a big-time get from Klein Kane, four-star wide receiver. Uh, And U of H is moving into the Big 12, which has become very attractive to a lot of high school athletes who want to play against top-level talent. Uh, I think Florida Florida is actually a school I think will be in the mix with how they've been recruiting lately. Uh, don't sleep on the Gators in Texas as their former head coach uh, was at ULL and definitely recruited the Houston area pretty heavily. Um, I expect Baylor to be the fourth team in the mix. Uh, they just won the Big 12 championship. They're recruiting at a very high level right now. Uh, so don't sleep on the Bears. And then my last school, I think that's going to be it, is USC because uh, as much as any wide receiver loves catching the ball, you definitely see that in Lincoln Riley's offense, and you will see that this year. Uh, I expect them, USC, to be a very attractive location to some of these top wide receivers, especially in the state of Texas, as Lincoln Riley, just formerly at OU, has a very deep run in getting these top talent out of the Texas area. Yeah, and I think like we've always said here on this show over the last 17 weeks we've been doing it, is I think a lot is going to play into some of these choices for some of these athletes uh, when it comes to Texas on how they do this year, right? Now, you can say, oh, records really don't speak. I mean, you have you know one of the top classes at five and seven, but this is going to be a make-or-break year. As we know, Arch Manning is, is pretty much just seems down to Georgia and Texas. Um, so, you know, there's going to have to be – Texas is going to have to have a decent year this year to get some of these athletes they want. That being said, I know, Ashton, you had one more thing you wanted to talk about, uh, and that comes to NIL in high school. So I'll kind of turn over to you to kind of talk, you know, bring up the subject, and then we'll have, you know, Jackson jump in here as well. So earlier this week on Monday, the executive director of the uh, Texas High School Coaches Association, Joe Martin, said that he expected the – Texas legislature to uh, mention the name, image, and likeness in January, uh, bringing that up and seeing what it can do, possibly what it can possibly do for these high school athletes. Yeah, and I feel like we've talked. If I, if I, I mean, again, only seventeen shows, but it seems like a lifetime ago. But Jackson, I think we've kind of broached this subject before, and we've kind of come to the conclusion that it's an if. Uh, or, or, I'm sorry, it's a win and not an if, right? So uh, what do you think about this news that kind of dropped, dropped this week, Jackson? I mean, I, I think it's, like you said, it's a thing that's it's a win. It's not an if anymore. Um, I think that it's going to be very interesting in Texas, though. I think you're going to see the UIL regulate this a lot better than most states and how the NCA is. Obviously, you see how much of a mess the NCA has been the past couple of weeks with things coming out and Uh, of course, you might start seeing sanctions at some point. Um, I think that UIL is going to really heavily consider making this a thing, uh, but I think they will not do it unless it's very regulated and very uh, organized with many rules uh, to go along with it. So I think it's a good thing for some of these athletes, um, but I also think it needs to be regulated as you can see how messy it can get um, without any rules. Yeah, and if it's one if it's one thing we know about the UIL, they they've probably already been planning for this for a while, right? It's not something that they're just like, oh, it's happening now. We got to do something. They've probably already been you know behind the scenes looking at okay when this thing happens, how are we going to roll it out? 
one of the good things you always hear about the UIL is they're so prepared for things that they're looked they're looked to by other states as as a barometer and how to do things the right way. So expect yeah again this is this is a this is a a win on if and and UIL is probably right on the ball. Ashton, before we jump to our interview for the week, give anything else you want to add? Yeah, I mean y'all really hit it on the head. It's it's a win not an if. Uh, the the thing that's going to be interesting for me is does this begin to keep more players in state? Will this allow a lot of the college coaches like UT, A&M, like a lot of those bigger schools, especially UH, would this give them more access to these players as if they're making more money at a high school level initially, will that give them more of an incentive to stay in Texas? This is a good question. I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, an athlete's going to go where they want to go, right? I mean, yeah, you could want to stay in Texas, but I mean, if they're getting money at the high school level, there's really nothing really stop, you know, maybe stopping them from leaving the state and going to a college they might not have otherwise gone to. Uh, Jackson, I'll, I'll leave you with some closing thoughts before you, you jump to, to, before we jump to the interview. So just some closing thoughts I have are just, uh, once again, I, I feel like it's got to be something that's regulated. And I think the UIL, like you said, Josh, has had plenty of time to think about this and develop a plan. Uh, I expect this to be a good thing. Uh, but also, it'll be a little shaky at the beginning. So uh, it'll be something to get used to. Uh, but I do think this is a good thing for high school athletes, especially some of these athletes who uh, might not be in the best area at the time. And it, it's it's just something to help them out. And I think it's the right thing for the UIL to do uh, to help these student athletes and get them to the next level. Yeah, what, definitely one good and I'll close on this before we head to the interview. One good thing about the UIL already is their kind of strict transfer rules. I mean, they already have it in place where, I mean, I think there was a player that I think it was he, I can't remember what school he transferred to. He was a quarterback. He tra- he's transferring. Now, starting role isn't guaranteed for him because his dad got a job at that school, but the UIL denied him eligibility. And so it's one of those, I think it's because they're not moving, uh, one, uh, if, I'm, if I recall. Although they're letting his brother, who I think is either in middle school or like a freshman uh, place. So, you know, UIL very strict when it comes to their transfer rules, which will definitely help when it comes to, you know, implementing NIL. That being said, it is now time for our interview. This week, Jackson is going to be the one for an interview. Not going to put that pressure on Ashton just yet. Uh, So Jackson, with that being said, let us jump to your interview right now. Thanks, guys. Our guest today uh, on our Vibe Recruit Spotlight Show is class of 2025 wide receiver Quanell Farquan Jr. Quanell, how you doing, man? Doing good, sir. How are you? Doing good, man. I mean, uh, I've gotten to watch you a couple times over the past couple of weeks, past couple of months. Uh, you've been really impressive, especially at all these camps, and you've been seen as one of these top wide receivers in the class of 2025. Gotten offers from Arkansas, Florida State, Georgia, Houston, Ole Miss, SMU, TCU, UTSA. What's it been like for you going through this recruiting process as a freshman and getting all these offers? I absolutely love it. I love it. I love the recruiting process. I love getting the offers. It just adds on to my excitement for the game. So I, I really, I really do enjoy that. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's kind of, it's kind of cool to see how you've blown up on the scene. Last year, you at Grand Oaks uh, got newcomer of the year, first, first year, uh, first team all district as a freshman in that district. First time a freshman has been first team all district at the wide receiver position. Um, what was it like for you as a freshman playing in this district that has traditionally had a lot of athletes at the wide receiver position go go and play at the next level? Ooh, I knew I knew I had something 
I had to do something. I had to make a mark for myself because I've seen all the receivers that do well in the NFL coming from out the district. So I knew I had to make a name for myself. So that summer, just training, 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 training. And I knew, I knew that day would come. I knew that day would come because I was working out continuously every day. And when that day finally came, I wasn't too shocked because I knew how hard I worked to earn that. Yeah, man, I mean, you had a great season last year. Now, transferred over from Grand Oaks to the Woodlands. You're going to be playing with four-star quarterback, maybe Matoyer. You're going to be playing with some other guys at the wide receiver position as Arquez Gomez, Patrick Robble, uh, Branson McShaffrey. What's it been like transitioning from Grand Oaks to the Woodlands and getting to play with such a talented team, especially in the class of 2024 and 2025 class at the Woodlands? Mm. My transition from Grand Oaks to the Woodlands, it was real smooth. I liked how they welcomed me just as one of them and how they treated me and now at the Woodlands. I love that. Love the coaching staff. Love everybody there. And I absolutely, absolutely, everybody across the board is some dogs. At the Everybody's going to get after it during practice, during seven-on-seven, seven, no matter what it is. Everybody's going to continue to make each other better and no matter what we do. So it's dogs around Patrick, all of them, Branson, Arquez, Mabry, Jason, all, all, all the people at the Woodlands, some dogs. And I noticed that when I first transferred. Yeah, man, I mean, y'all going to have an exciting season next year. Obviously, uh, now we're in the off season after spring ball. What are some things you're going to be working on over the next couple of weeks, months, uh, preparing for next season? And what are some goals you have for yourself for next season? Okay. Well, some things I want to work on is, you know, just studying the playbook, getting used to the playbook and uh, what they run, because it's, it's a whole lot. I want to get used to that. And then another thing I want to do is my route running. I want to just make it perfection. I want to perfect my route running so nobody, nobody I know can touch me or guard me. And then goals, goals I have. Ooh, I want to at least have 15 offers going into my sophomore year, at least 15. So, yeah, that's what I mean, those are some pretty high standards that you have for yourself, and uh, obviously I hope you get that. Uh, let's switch gears and talk about recruiting here. Uh, you've been able to go on a couple unofficial visits. Uh, what is your schedule and timeline looking like for the next couple of months? Do you have any camps you're going to? Uh, are you making any more trips to any more schools? Uh, what's your timeline looking like? Oh, so in June, in June, it's straight camps. It, it is straight camp. So I travel all across America for the camps. I got South Alabama, Ohio State, Oregon. And we hit that all in like two weeks, in like two weeks. Yeah. So I'm going to a whole bunch of different schools in like two weeks. Nice, man. I mean, it sounds like, sounds like you got a pretty busy schedule over the next couple of weeks. Uh as you've gone through this process, what have been kind of uh, going on these unofficials? And obviously, as a freshman, uh, you haven't necessarily gotten to go on a whole bunch right this second, but I know you're going to be doing that very soon. What are some of your favorite visits that you've gone on so far? And what has been the best game atmosphere you've gotten to experience? Ooh. Well, for visit visits-wise, I've been on – Georgia and um where else did I go? Georgia and um that's just something I can think off the top of my head. Um I went to UTSA. I love UTSA's atmosphere there and like the games, it was it was real crunk. Everybody around them was hype. 
Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I haven't experienced Georgia and Texas A&M yet because I have yet to been to a game. So I, I wanted to experience that and see what it's like for that also. Yeah, I mean, uh, UTSA is definitely doing their thing right now. They're definitely recruiting hard in Texas, a lot harder than we've seen them in the past couple of years. But uh, I definitely recommend going to an A&M game as a former A&M grad. Uh, definitely, definitely a great atmosphere at Kyle Field. But you've also got a great atmosphere there in Athens with Georgia, the defending national champs. Um, let's let's talk about uh, next season. You've got a you've got a big time matchup in the first game of the season against defending state champs, North Shore. They've got a stacked secondary. They've got four DBs. All of them got big-time offers. One of them is a, a cornerback in your class. He's got offers from LSU and a couple other schools. What's that matchup going to be like for you uh, going, into, going into the east side and getting to play the defending state champs? Oh, yeah, that, that's going to be exciting. But me, I'm always going to prepare myself ahead of time. I see, I see the dudes with offers and all that. I don't really, I don't really pay attention to that. I really – just focus on the player itself. I don't. I don't really care about the the offers. So that's gonna be real exciting. And then I play. So I play most of them that go to North Shore in Little League. So they know what I can do. I know what they can do. So it's gonna be a super a super good matchup. And I'm ready. I'm ready to see what they can do. Yeah, I'm really excited yeah. about. It. I mean, we're all excited to watch that matchup. We will actually be broadcasting that game as our Thursday night showdown game. So we're all very excited for that matchup. Uh, one thing I got for you, Quanell, uh, as we start to wrap this up is, uh, as NIL has become such a big thing in college football now, and you're starting to even see it in Texas, uh, you're even starting to see it in high school, or UIL start to talk about it for high schoolers. Uh, mm -hmm. What is one brand uh, once you got to the next level in the college level that you'd want to represent, whether it be something local, something uh, big time brand like Nike, or what would be something that you would want to represent uh, for an NIL deal? Ooh, really any, any, any brand, to be honest, I'll represent any brand as long, as long as they treat me right and come with proper proper respect but I, I would love I would love to be with Nike though I, that's that's one thing I would love to be with Nike love to be with Nike so yeah that's probably just my major one I would say yeah, yeah man I mean Nike is a pretty solid brand to represent uh obviously we've seen Adidas uh has already made their deal with all of their schools that they uh that they brand they're making NIL deals for all those players. So hopefully Nike and Jordan jump on that train too. I, I expect them to jump on that train. Uh, but kind of wrapping this up, I got a fun question for you. And then mm -hmm. I got one more after that. Uh, what is your go-to Whataburger order? Ooh. So it would be the, uh, the medium vanilla milkshake. Okay. And then water chicken three strip meal with the barbecue sauce. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I can respect that. I can respect that. <laughs> so my last question I got for you, Quanell, is uh, obviously you have big expectations for yourself next year, and the Woodlands Highlanders have big expectations to live up for, live up to. What what is kind of your message going into this off season next summer uh, for all for everyone else uh, who doesn't know anything about the Highlanders and about you uh, going into next fall? I don't I don't like to to talk too much because I'm more of like 
I'll show you in person. I don't really like talking over the phone. I like to show people what we can do. But all I can say is that we're going to be ready. We're, we're going to be ready. We're going to be fast, physical, and fearless. So that's what we, that's what we go by. And um, that's all I got to say. We're going to be ready. And I plan on making a deep playoff run and probably even going to state champions, being state champions. So that's all I got to say. We're going to be ready. All right, you've heard it here first. This has been Jackson Deep Squad with Quanell Farcon Jr. Quanell, thank you for coming on the show, and guys, we'll send it back to you. Well, Jackson, thanks again for the great interview as always. Ashton, we'll get you in the mix soon. You know, didn't want to throw that on you on your first week, but I will. What I will do is I'll throw you, I'll throw the under the radar to you first. And of course, as people know, under the radar is our segment where we look at some athletes that we feel are under the radar for one reason or another, right? So maybe they're not they're they're kind of underlooked and not getting those you know D1 offers like kind of the big names are, or maybe they are what people would consider a big name. And they're not getting the offers that they should. So lots of lots of ways you can be under the radar. And we like to kind of give those athletes um, a little shout out, a little love that they deserve. So Ashton, who is your under the radar athlete for this week? So this week, I'm going to go with uh, a Cy Ranch wide receiver. He, he is a three-star and he does have a handful of offers. But like you said, uh, some recruits that we believe that are not getting the offers that they're getting. I'm going to go with the 2023 three-star wide receiver, Jared Sample from Cy Ranch. So this year at Cy Ranch, Jared did play nine games for 25 catches, 854 yards, and 10 touchdowns. And uh, he's he's a bit undersized, but what some would say, he's at 5'10", 170 pounds, but this dude can flat out run. He he runs a 4'4", 340. And the 100-meter dash, he did end up going to the, uh, I want to say the semis for that. He ran a 10.67. But, I mean, this this dude just, aside from the, the things off the field, he's an amazing athlete, an amazing person. He He's able to just, when he, in the flat, nobody's going to catch him. I mean, we've seen it multiple times against some of the best DBs in the Cy Fair 16-6A uh, district. He can flat out run. Obviously, right now, Houston just offered him the other day, and he just got back from a visit from Kansas. And he, I mean, he is a three-star, so he does have those offers at hand. But I believe that coming into the senior year, he has nowhere to go but up, and that's going to be my under-the-radar recruit this week. Well, and you know, that that kind of size for a wide receiver is actually kind of um, becoming more and more popular, like the, kind of like the Tyreek Hill size and speed. So, you know, you say he's undersized, but that just might be exactly what people are looking for, that undersized but quick uh, wide receiver. Jackson, I'll turn it over to you now. Who is your under-the-radar the athlete for this week? So my under-the-radar athlete this week is a guy I've gotten to see at spring ball and also at a spring game. It's Devon Lovelady from Willis High School. He's a uh, – he's a – Two-year varsity starter, plays on both sides of the ball, though, can play running back, can play slot, can play DB. He plays all over the field for Willis. I expect him to do the same this year. He runs a 4-4-40 time. He is a little undersized, but he's a guy that is the big play threat for Willis. Uh, As you can see in the highlights, he's the guy who sparks the offense, a guy who makes the big plays on defense. I expect him to have a breakout senior year and also to start picking up some offers along the way. I know he's a little undersized, but – I mean, this kid is just a true baller, a true guy that uh, any team would love to have 
uh, a player like this. And I expect Devon to have a breakout senior year. And like I said, these offers will start rolling in real quick, especially with a quarterback like Lagway to get him the ball. Couldn't have said it better myself. I am staying in Houston. Going to go with Rashad Johnson of North Shore. Uh, he is a class of 2023 running back. He is the definition of stout, 5'8", 220 pounds. Definitely the size and uh, and, and uh, kind of uh, you like that you like to see anyways when it comes to a running back. Um, you know, when you think of North Shore, you know, you got so many good athletes that sometimes some of these other athletes kind of, oh, I don't want to say get thrown under the rug, but, you know, they they don't get for whatever reason as noticed because they're all eyes are on, on you know, the quarterback and, and the, the defense, especially last year when you had that freshman phenom at quarterback and then you had, you know, you had your defense that was kind of the one of the main attractions. Um, but uh, I think this is a I think this is a, a, a man that heading into the senior season that you want to pay attention to. He moved up to a varsity um, during his sophomore uh, season uh, during the playoffs and actually led the team in rushing then and and then last year ran for uh, from what I found. Of course, this might not be accurate. It's what I found: five hundred sixty yards rushing, seven point nine yards of carry with five touchdowns, and of course was in that backfield during that championship run for North Shore. Currently, he holds offers from Prairie View and Louisiana Christian. Uh, but of course, you know, I definitely feel like, you know, going into a senior, senior season with North Shore and their, their chance of repeating going back to back. I think he's going to be an integral part in that. Um, and I think, you know, utilized perfectly. I think North Shore is setting themselves up for success, having him in the backfield heading into his senior year. He, de- and he told me personally he feels that he's prepared for the next level because of what the coaching staff um, um, at North Shore helps prepare these athletes for. Um, definitely feel like they prepared them for college and, and also because he has a kind of a good support from his family at home. So, um, you know, Rashad Johnson, be on the lookout for him. Definitely someone you should be paying attention to. And I, I suspect by the time his senior season is over, he will have more than those two offers, a lot more. So Rashad Johnson my under-the-radar athlete for this week. And if you want to be featured on a show or if you know someone that should be featured on a show, hit us up in the comments. Let us know in the DMs. Send us an email. We will cover you or an athlete you know in our under-the-radar segment. That's what that segment is all about, showing some love, showing some support to those under-the-radar athletes. That's going to be our show for today. Ashton, great job on your first show, man. Welcome, Welcome aboard. Glad to have you. Can't wait to do many more with you. As always, I like to close the show with some shout-outs. Ashton, I'll give you the floor first to, to get us out of here for the day. So I know we usually stick with recruits, but this week I'm going to give a shout-out to the Tomball Athletic Director and is now the new overall top athletic director for Tomball Schools, Coach Kevin Flanagan. Uh, I want to give my congratulations to him. He's worked well with me all year, obviously coming off of that five-round uh, playoff deep run and it's just an amazing person who deserves this job and has worked for this job for the last five or six years. And that's my shout out. Jackson, who are you shouting out today? So I know I kind of shouted him out earlier. I'm going to shout out my baby brother, Harry, uh, senior year going into round four. Uh, good luck to the Highlanders as they take on the Rockwell Yellow Jackets tonight in Austin. I'll be there for game two tomorrow. Hopefully it is a happy ending uh, moving on to round five, but good luck to them. Also, just want to send my thoughts and prayers out to the Uvalde uh, community as they had a tough loss uh, this week. Um, terrible situation that have happened. And uh, just prayers out to all those families who lost someone or are grieving with loss. 
And I kind of forewarned you I'd be closing the show this way. So not necessarily giving a shout out, but, uh, you know, want to give my thoughts and prayers um, to the community of, of Uvalde, you know, hate, hate that, that, that happened. And, you know, hopefully, you know, people can get behind and then come up with something because what's, what's going on isn't, isn't really working right now. That's all I'm really going to say in that regard there, you know, so, you know, just, just a tragic event. Um, and, you know, I played, I, I played that school growing up, right. I was from Pleasanton, Texas, the school I, I went to many a time to, to play some sports at. So, um, that one, this one more than any other has really hit a lot closer than home than, than it might have, uh, you know, otherwise just being the community that it is. So again, thoughts and prayers to that community. And, and that's kind of where we'll end the show today. So, Hey, uh, as always, I'm Weck. That's Jackson and Ashton, and we'll see you at the games. <laughs>